All right. Welcome back to Cosmic Soup. Appreciate y'all taking the time to hang out with us today because we have a very important topic to discuss, one that greatly impacts communities and health centers that provide services to older adults. It's all over the news, and no matter where you go or who you talk to, it seems that there's one thing on everyone's mind right now, the coronavirus. And when it comes to keeping residents safe, whether it's through standard cleanliness practices or preventing the spread of viruses, the dining service team is one of your star players. And so I've asked Chef Sean Bowling to join me today to talk about his experience in dealing with this topic and to share some tips and tricks that he's learned and used to help the kitchen and dining staff to do their best to help communities in times like these. And while Sean's experience may be scary or hard to hear about, I promise we're not going to hit you with all the doom and gloom. There's some really good positive takeaways in all this. So, Sean, thanks for talking with us today. It's an important topic for sure. Oh, you bet. It's glad to be here. Yeah, definitely the doom and gloom. Um, no need to panic at all. Totally doable. And we're going to get down to some of the, the, uh, steps that we can take to make, make it a little easier for everybody. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so I guess first off then let's just talk about it. You literally had an experience not too long ago where you were at a community and Mm -hmm. there was a, a viral outbreak and they basically quarantined the community. So, so tell us about that. When did it happen? What was going on? Yeah, um, it was a few years ago, and the norovirus came through the community. Um, and pretty much what they did was, it, you know, we called it a, a, a quarantine. We didn't really call it a quarantine. It was just more of uh, all dining services went to um, room service. And first thing is, it's extremely uh, doable in that sense. It doesn't. It, it does. It's not monumental like a lot of folks might think. Um, but what we did is we just, we rallied around, got, went to the, uh, executive director and actually had a meeting, uh, with the executive director and the director of nursing. And the first thing they did is come down to the kitchen. We got all of our culinary department together, front of the house, back of the house. And we were just like, what is this going to look like? What, what are the steps we need to take to have everything, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all meals sent to the rooms as a room service? And then the director of nursing um, went through steps, and, and it's, most of it was was pretty basic. But again, washing your hands. Um, they had a disinfectant that the nurses were using up in their skilled area um, and memory care, and so we used uh, some sanitary uh, solutions that they had, and we sprayed the kitchen down three times a day, um, and sometimes I think it even went to four and five times a day if we had the chance to do it. And that's where the director of nursing comes in, where she can, you know, help guide with that. Uh, we had to glove up. Um, it went three and a half weeks. And there's a lot of interesting things we found out about our kitchen when you do that, to-go orders. <laughs> we, we, we got to know the residents. I, I was helping uh, deliver food. And, um, so was this, yeah. a, was this a voluntary thing? Was this a precautionary measure or was this something you were asked to do? Yeah, this was this was definitely something we were asked to do. Um, first off, when a, when a community gets a virus, uh, a pretty hefty one—not just one or two people, but it's it's a it's definitely affecting the community. Um, I don't like to use the word quarantine. Quarantine implement, indicates that you know you can't leave, and it's just you know everybody's running around full gear like they're walking on Mars. Um, it is. Uh, definitely a, a time where we ask the residents, please don't um, leave your rooms. Don't go into uh, common areas. Do not have family members over. 
uh, until we're done with the outbreak. And if folks did leave the community, we were, we were, we had asked them to not return and stay. So say they were going to go to a family member's um, to ride it out, then they would go there. But yeah, it was all, it was voluntary, but the, the residents really, you know, they don't want to get sick either. Nobody does. So all you have to do is just mention to them, this is the road, the road we'd like to go with these certain steps that we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, they were, you know, they, they made the best of it. So, so this was a, in effect though, I mean, there, there were steps that were required to be taken. So, uh, one of the things that you did then was you implemented a you close the dining room and mm-hmm. you went to a full room service model. Yeah, we, we put out over, uh, depending on what the community has for communication, we put it over the uh, secure TV that we had. Um, we had sent out into all the mailboxes, uh, executive director uh, printed out and stuffed in, in, the, in, in the mailboxes. The steps of staying in, we're closing all venues. Um, there's no uh, uh, lifestyles, activities, no bingo and things like that. And it, it, it doesn't take long to, to get the message out that, you know, we've got a pretty serious uh, event going on. Sure. And everybody, you know, everybody needs to just follow the rules that we're doing to keep everybody safe. Got it. So then in the event that something like that does happen, um, and obviously we're talking about something that did happen, the, the majority of people out there won't even deal with it on anywhere near this level. But let's mm-hmm. just say that, that something does get implemented. What's the first steps that the culinary department would take? Yeah, great question. So I called my team together. Um, and before we had met with the, the director of nursing, first thing out of the shoot is let them know that we are going to go to all meals uh, sent to rooms okay. and all dining venues are closed down. Anybody not feeling well needs to go home immediately. You're talking about employees? Employee, yes. Okay. Uh, front of the house, back of the house, any, all dining service. Um, and that we needed to, I handed out... Um, a bullet list, I guess, of the process that we were going to have to deliver the food. So like I said, with the disinfecting, we're get ready to start scrubbing down the kitchen first thing in the morning. Um, about every two and a half, three hours, we go through all the stainless steel tables. Uh, we're going to order a ton of gloves and a ton of paper products. And so you, you're going to have to go through immediately and look at your to-go program and uh start ordering a bunch of hot cups, cold cups. If you don't have those with lids, everything has to be in a to-go container. Got it. And then plastic bags. Um, and then we had a, uh, a team that would go deliver it as well. And they was had this, special. Was this different than the regular, say your servers? D- did mm-hmm. they, did they take part in this at all? Yeah, it, it was, it was every, all hands on deck because okay. uh, it was community was a, a couple of hundred folks and three meals a day, that takes a lot of delivery. And if you have multiple floors as well and elevators and things like that, it's going to take time to go up to the 15th floor and back down. So we divided it up by floors. And then we took, uh, I had actually um, directors helping from other departments. And, oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's a big, it's a, it's a big task, but once it gets going, it's, it starts to flow and there's definitely, you know, you have to get your to go program up and going immediately. Um, 
And the financial, you're going to even drop thousands of dollars if you're going a couple of weeks on to-go products. Yeah. Because paper plastic is so expensive. But, sure. You know. Well, then what happens to the the menu? Did you work off modified menus? Did you have to alter what, what you could offer to people during yeah. that time frame? Yeah. Um, we stayed pretty close. It, it really depends on how, how tight your team is and how good your culinary team, the skill level. Um, we, we stayed pretty close to the menu. Uh, but some things did have to drop off. So let's say you're, you're, you're going to offer two or three entree choices. Uh, you'd offer one and we, we just said, okay, tonight is going to be lasagna or cordon bleu. And, um, you know, it, it, we, we scaled it down somewhat for sure. And not everything on that menu was prepared to, uh, be delivered in mass quantities either for to go. Sure. So we were kind of picky on what we had, what we chose, but, uh, all in all, at the end of the three weeks, uh, the residents were, were happy. Uh, everybody got fed. Um, yeah, it was, it's not as scary as, you know, the no need to panic. Yeah. I, I think that human nature is to kind of take the worst case scenario and, and make it mm-hmm. be a thing when, when really it's good to be prepared mm-hmm. though. And the fact that you've, yeah. you've been through this. So, um, well, it bond, you know, it, just real quick, it does bond you with the resident, the culinary team bonded with each other more than I've ever seen. Yeah. Because when you think about where I'm running down the hall with, with dishwashers and, and bus boys and, you know, I don't usually have time to, to interact with, with all your teammates uh, but when something like that goes down, you're in the you're in the hunt, you're in the trenches with them, and you, I knew every resident and where they lived after three weeks. <laughs> it was really cool. So. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. you you uh, you upped your your to go disposables, if you will. Uh, that oh kind yeah. Of. So what yeah. what other kinds of products did you find yourself having to bring an extra of due to the dining services being closed down, or at least the dining rooms being closed mm-hmm. down? Um, honestly, it was, it's anything and everything paper plastic. It's, it's, it's amazing when you're doing a, a, you know, a few hundred meals a day and you're only doing, you know, maybe 15 or 20 room service. And then all of a sudden it's hundreds of room service. Yeah. It, it really, uh, it adds up and you have to portion it into the to-go containers. So it's almost like a hotel dish up. You have to lay it all out and, and put, you know, all the proteins in. You can't do them all at once because then they get cold. Right. Um, and so we go floor by floor and the residents knew you got, you know, as part of that, that training, um, when you're uh, stuffing the mailboxes with the procedures that are going to happen for your community with food, you're say, you know, the meal times aren't going to be Everybody fed at the same time. Obviously, we've got a crisis, but we will get to you within a, a time frame. Um, so, you know, we did, would just go floor by floor by floor. And I believe we, we pretty much fed everybody within about 40 minutes on all 15 floors. And that's where you get everybody together, all hands on deck. Executive director was taking uh, dinners up to floors. And uh, we just put them on a cart. And just went for it, floor by floor by floor. <laughs> some yeah. some uh some restaurants and, and communities struggle to get all their uh, diners fed within forty minutes anyway, <laughs> regardless yeah, of right? regardless <laughs> of a uh, kind of a situation. Yeah. So well, yeah, make it a competition. You know, I split them up into teams, and whoever can get their floor done, you know, sections. Yeah. got you know, a little something, something. You know, got to be positive. Yeah. Definitely, the, the key is everybody stays positive. The captain of the ship doesn't freak out. Right. You know, definitely. You know, we're good. We're cool. 
because if you get the, the residents all nervous, then, yeah. you know, they're like, I'm like, I'm not going to eat. What What's going on? And it really for sure take a bad turn yeah and i assume that you also had to probably up your um chemical purchases and things like Mm -hmm. that yeah we were going through a lot of bleach did uh, so did you did you use the same you know sanitizers or or was there like a specific one you switched to specifically that was really more uh dedicated towards this you know not you know being a chef i tried i'm not i'm not uh you know in the medical field and and by any means do i know anything about the best sanitizing solution for viruses that's where your uh, director comes in and your director of nursing great so everybody you know all folks at the level of culinary director chef gm whatever whatever title you have the minute something breaks out like that that's when you have your your upper level meeting and you just start dialing in like what do i i know we used a, a, a solution i honestly don't remember what it was it could have been something that we could have purchased on our own but um let the professionals in the healthcare area decide exactly what we're going to disinfect with got it and yeah. then you did you put people on like a specific timed cleaning regimen i mean i assume, oh, yeah. i assume it mm-hmm. wasn't something like get to it when you can it was like no, you no, need no. to do it at this interval how did you yeah. break that down well, I had we did a training with the uh, stewards, the dishwashers in the morning, um, and the folks that came in first thing. So before anybody turned any equipment on, the whole place got wiped down. The lockers, the the kitchen floors, the counters, um, everything that we could get our hands on, we wiped down. Then we started production. Once breakfast was over, did it again because everybody was coming from up in uh, the other levels into the residence, and so when they come back down the kitchen. They may be contaminated and touch a counter, a, a refrigerator door. So when service was done, boom, again, everything gets sanitized. So every meal, so first thing in the morning, after every meal, uh, and then before they went home, they sanitized. How were deliveries of food affected? You know, like your, your Cisco's or FSA's or whoever it came, did that affect them at all? Um, no, it didn't because it, you, you know, we were just one community with a norovirus but um i'm looking at this now and and let's just already if you go to costco there's no water on the shelves i've been there uh just earlier today everybody's taking bread and water i'm not sure about that it's like y'all get 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 something that's uh shelf stable rice okay sure um anyway i'm I'm kind of going off a sidetrack there but um (laughs) There was, I have a, uh, there is a community that I know of in California actually right now that put an order in through Cisco for two pallets of water and they didn't have any. Okay. So now no panic. They said that they're, they're, it'll be there the next day, but, um, I guess the, you know, if it was myself, the, the faster you can get your, your paper and, you know, your water's paper, plastic and stuff in, if this is widespread through the city or the county, it's pretty much the early bird gets the worm. So get okay. your order in. Um, and I really don't know what would happen if, you know, 60% of the communities went on this program all at once. I'm sure it would overwhelm the, the, uh, the, the food providers. Um, but, you know, I'd, like I said, just get on it immediately so that you're not the one stuck with, uh, you know, Cisco saying or FSA that they don't have the product you need. Okay. But as far as how you handled the deliveries coming in, there was no change to that mechanism. Uh-uh. No, um, no, it's just, 
you know, put things away immediately. Don't let them sit around. Yeah. As far as storage goes, you know, walk in, dry stock, freezers like that, that all remained the same that as all, well. Yeah. Yeah. That all, but those are the things that handles on the doors and things like that. Those are what's, what would get sanitized three, four times a day, five times a day. Okay. So anything that you would grab gets sanitized. You push a bathroom door in your kitchen, that the doors got sanitized. I mean, phones, everything. Okay. In addition to having everybody kind of wearing gloves, did were like masks of any kind implemented? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, every time that you left the kitchen or every time you came back, well, you had to leave the kitchen with gloves on. And when you came back in, you threw the gloves away and you washed your hands and you put gloves on and continued. So you wouldn't go to a resident's room with gloves on and come back with the same gloves on. Right. Because the residents, uh, you know, they're grabbing door handles. They're, you know, you, you there's just germs everywhere once you leave that kitchen. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, you uh, get rid of the the gloves. Um, and we even had aprons that we put on, um, the, the the full aprons that hang around the neck. And after each uh, service, we took those and threw them in the laundry and got fresh ones for breakfast, fresh ones for lunch. Fresh one, just in case you brushed up against whatever. Right. Um, you know, that's probably an extreme, but hey. You know. Sure. So on a scale of one to 10, then, you know, it doesn't seem like it's really that hard, but how would you say, how hard is it to continue food service while the dining venues are closed and all services based off delivery? Um, you know, good question. I, I think in the, in the beginning, you know, there's, there's kind of two sets of numbers here. Um, in the beginning, it's probably going to be about... Uh, you know, a seven or an eight, just depending on how your to-go program was set up in originally. Uh, some places have a wonderful program. They do a lot of to-go. So they're, they're, they're already a- ahead of the, the game. Um, so that might be, you know, even a five or a six, but I think on average it's probably going to be a seven or an eight, but that's only going to last a few days. You're going to learn how to get to the rooms. You're going to learn how to do it. And then it, it, it instantly just becomes so repetitive that within a few days, you're, you're probably a five yeah. and six, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's more just kind of annoying than anything. This is like, okay, we got all this paper. We got to, and dish ups different servings, different, obviously. Um, it really is just a, a mind change. And once you've accepted that, okay, we're literally going to feed, you know, 600 meals today, total in to go containers, you gotta, you gotta wrap your head around sure. that. And obviously, you know. every community has a different layout, a different volume. Some are five floors, some are one floor. Some have absolutely thirty mm-hmm. residents. Some have three hundred residents. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, contingent upon the kind of community that that you're in. But ultimately, mm-hmm. the processes can be the same. How did your staff level uh, become affected by that? Did you find yourself beefing up the schedules to accommodate this? Um, yeah, I um, the folks that were. Um, you know, some people put some long days in. Uh, we had a, a few folks go down that got sick. Um, and so, you know, that that's where you, the executive director can really rally the teams because you've got, you know, engineering folks, uh, housekeeping folks, uh, maintenance folks that can, that can all jump in, put a mask on and, you know, have a cart of food and go deliver it. Um, so, yeah, when you have that first meeting with it, when the outbreak hits, and when you're you're meeting with your crew for the first time, that's where you say, "Hey guys, there's there there may be some long days. There may be uh, we might go a week and a half without a day off. Hang in there, 
Um, but if you feel sick, you have got to stay home. Don't yeah. be a trooper. This is not the time to be a hero, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the residents know it as well. In fact, uh, at the very end, uh, the residents called it an all, all staff meeting, if you will. And, um, in the, uh, the, the, uh, one of the banquet rooms and they gave us a standing ovation clapped for all the crew, the nurses that put all the time in. Um, and they wanted to actually, you know, take us out for, for a dinner, but that, that wasn't <laughs> quite happened. But That's super awesome. Yeah, though. They were very appreciative because they know, they, they know how hard it is to do that. So, yeah. And, you know, of course, every, every state has different regulations on, you know, labor laws and what you're allowed to do with, you know, calling people in. But I guess at the, at the end of the day, if you find yourself in a position where this could be a possibility, then you'd hope that your your crew can understand the importance of making sure all these procedures are followed and, and oh, every, yeah. everybody kind yeah. of kicks in that little bit extra and you mm-hmm. know it'll it'll come back to them in some other way, shape or form. Well, yeah, so. and that yeah, and that's the thing is that, you know, if you've got a, a really good kitchen and you're respectful to your employees and you know, they're they're gonna come together. It's you know, that's why I was saying that bonding thing earlier in our podcast. Um was kind of cool because we bonded in a way we had never bonded before. Everybody rallied up and stepped up and uh, yeah, it was really, really cool. Yeah. So clearly that's, that's an example of, of an extreme situation where this happens. So let's talk about preventative then. Obviously the coronavirus it's out there. It's still being determined on, you know, how prevalent it really is going to be. We don't really know what the risk factors are, but let's just say play it safe what can we be doing right now in the communities to prevent this as much as we possibly can? What steps can we take to, to kind of be prepared for this? You know, it's going to sound repetitive, but on, honestly, uh, everybody don't freak out. Okay. It'll be fine. Step one. Step one, call out if you're, if you're not feeling good, or you feel like the symptoms, you know, whatever, the, what, whatever those are, um, and wash your hands. Um, somebody said... Wash your hands like you've just uh, chopped up five pounds of jalapenos and you got to change your contacts out. <laughs> so <laughs> make sure you, you know, if in doubt, just keep washing your hands. If, if you didn't wash your hands 25 times that day, you know, you need to do it more. Right. Would you recommend that communities kind of proactively maybe increase their orders for things like I don't know, water or shelf stable products or things like that. You know, I, I really wouldn't at this time because I don't, you know, I, I think it just creates uh, more of a panic. Okay. I think a good thing to always have is I would sit down and um, figure out if you had to go to full delivery service and all meals are in to goes. What does, how much would you need to order and make a list? What would that look like? For instance, I would look at my menu and go, I need, uh, you know, clamshells, they call them. And so I would need, if tomorrow I have to do this, how many cases would I need? How, do I even have to go cold cups? Right. A lot of places don't. Okay. So what does that look like? How many are in a case? And then you can make your list, your order list. You're not going to order it, but you're going to do the legwork to figure out exactly what you need, how much you need, and have that on the runway. Then if the if it breaks out, guess what? You just open up your drawer, pull that that uh, paper out and just order instantly. And just go, yeah. Yeah, because 
there's a lot of paper products and, and plastic out there, and it can be kind of overwhelming if you don't have any kind of to-go set up. So you, you have to do a little research. So it can take some time uh, to get all of the to-go products you need. It can take hours or maybe even a day to get with your rep and see exactly what they have out there that fits what you need. So that can be done immediately and should be done. Everybody should have that ready to go. Cool. Well, I think that those are some really good practices. And, and like you said earlier, you know, we're approaching this from a culinary standpoint, not a, not a medical standpoint. We're not healthcare professionals or doctors, or we don't, you know, we're not partners with the, with the CDC or anything. But right. I, I think that a lot of this stuff, I don't want to say it's, it's common sense, but it's, it's things that you already might have some of the tools available to use you're just going to be using them more frequently and you need to come up with a system that you can put in place that's trackable so that you can make sure that the accountability is there so that mm -hmm. these things are actually getting done. So it's not rocket science. It's just going to require an extra level of detail and attention, especially by the, by the leadership. And as you mentioned earlier, all departments are probably going to be involved, you know, regardless of if they're, you know, food service experts or anything, it's going to be, it's going to be mm -hmm. teamwork making the dream work, right? Yeah. Well, you know what I would do too, um, actually, you know, as we're, we're, we're talking about this, because obviously this is just sprung on everybody nationwide. Sure. Um, I would right now go and, you know, get, get your ducks in a row, meet with, do all the things that we've been saying on this podcast and meet with the residents. Because right now, if your community gets hit, you can't have all the residents meet together because that's crazy. You know, you've already got the outbreak. You don't want them in a room together. Sure. But right now. Right now, you can, when in, there, no one's sick, you can have that meeting and say, hey, look, um, if something goes down in our community, here's what we're going to do. And the chef's going to be doing this. And, and um, here's how we're going to deliver the food. Then they know already what to expect, you know, a little delay in, in their, their meals. Maybe they don't have a big menu. And so you can explain all of this. And it calms their fears because they know you're prepared and you're ready. And then it's it kind of a two thing. It, it, you don't have to try and communicate with all these residents in a fashion that you can't get them all together because yeah. it's already too late. They're ha already sick. Have the conversation ahead of time. Oh, yeah. I would immediately, if I was an executive director within 48 hours, I would have everything ready to go. What is your emergency system for all these meals? And I would call uh, an immediate resident. Uh, meeting and just you know let them know right now here's what is going to happen if if this goes down in our community because yeah. you know no matter what the scenario is people still have to be fed you know that's just oh, yeah. the reality yeah, yeah. of it and I don't see it being a case where you can have you know caterers coming in from the outside if if a place is you know really under under tighter control at that point so well um, yeah I used I used to do catering and that, that will lock up in 10 seconds there will be no one no one's going to be yeah uh, plus it's it's food you you it's not it's not uh, trustworthy yeah. you don't know who, who who handled that food right yeah whereas if you're getting your own deliveries by your own purveyors this stuff is all still all in -house, sealed yeah. up in packages things mm -hmm. like that you know your own people <clears throat> who are already following the steps are the ones handling the food. Right. So. If you order, if you start to panic and start ordering food from restaurants and catering companies, you don't know if, if, uh, you know, Jack is coming to deliver your food who's sick, but needs to pay, 
he, he doesn't want to stay home and not get paid. So he's going to work anyway. Right. You know? Yeah. So no, just way more control. Good, you know, good, good food for thought there. No, no pun intended. Ha ha. Another Sean joke. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'll gobble up that idea. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I, I think, bing. <laughs> nice. The moral of the story is, and I'm sure y'all are out there are doing this already, but you know. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. The morsel. The, the, mo- the morsel of the story. Wah, wah. I'm sorry. I had to go there. I uh, had to go there. Sean even just outshone himself right there. <laughs> I know. Well, it's just eating me alive. I ah, okay. Ah. We're, we're going to stop now. So okay. for all y'all out there that already have a battle plan in place, you're rock stars. You're doing it right. And for those of you that don't, I would really just suggest strongly, and I'm sure Sean agrees, Get that plan going, you know, have yep. have the conversations, talk to your staff, talk to your residents, talk to your administration. If you've got multiple outlets for your company, then make sure that all your company has got the same plan in effect. Um, you know, do whatever you can to make sure that the communication is happening because that's really the key is the communication. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah, be needs, proactive. Yeah. yeah, you need to understand and your people need to understand what has to happen. Sean, any you final know, thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, um, you could even have a mock drill. I think that would be really beneficial. Um, you know, within you don't need to to uh, announce it, but I think internally you say, okay, let's just let's try and deliver. You know, to a fake room, ten meals. What's that look like? What, you know, what are we doing? Yeah, and just be prepared. Awesome. Yeah, no, uh, don't don't freak out. It'll be just fine. We're gonna make it. Awesome. Well, hey, Sean, thank you for uh, doing this today. I know this was kind of short notice for us, but you know, we felt it was important, and Cynthia felt it was important to to cover. And I'm glad that we did. So I appreciate oh, yeah. you sharing your experience with us and your insight. And trust me, folks, Sean, tons of experience. This guy knows what he's talking about. And uh, he's out there to help you. So uh, thank you all for listening. And I know this is kind of a scary topic, but it doesn't have to be. And if you have more questions for Sean, please send us an email, cosmicsoup at thirdthird.com, and we'll make sure to address those concerns ASAP. And if you want really detailed information about the current stats on the coronavirus, check out the CDC's website. That's cdc.gov. And thanks again for stopping by. Be safe, and we'll talk to you next time on Cosmic Soup.